all of our sponsorship feedback from this 2022 season that we just concluded was extremely positive. And we're looking forward to kind of expanding upon that in, in 2023 and beyond. Hello, and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today, we're talking to the Norfolk Tides, Mike Watkins and Mike Zeman. Mike Watkins is the Assistant General Manager of Sales, Marketing, and Fan Experience, and Mike Zeman is Assistant General Manager of Operations. They're going to talk about working with Dactronics since 2006, their new installation in 2022, and more. And we're here today with Mike Watkins and Mike Zeman of the Norfolk Tides. Mike Watkins, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having us. All right. And Zeman, how you doing? Good, good. Okay, and we have Matt Anderson here with us as well. Hello. Um, but Watkins, can you start by giving us a, a background of your position with the Tides and how you got where you're at today? Yeah, uh, joined the Tides in 2006 as a part-time employee, uh, doing some game day stringing, and then uh, as an intern in 2008, uh, and started working on our older uh, Dactronics displays during that season, and uh, pretty much been here kind of uh, advancing a little bit throughout our organization and, and working hand-in-hand uh, hand with Mike Zeman on all of our Dactronic stuff uh, for the last 15 years or so. Awesome. And Watkins, I'll kind of stick with you for a second here. I, Justin always calls them, or I guess I call them origin stories, but um, kind of going into, like, you thinking about uh, before your professional career, was something, you know, involved in baseball kind of, I don't know, always in the works, or is it, uh, kind of how did you get started maybe in this profession? Yeah, so my first job when I was 16, I worked for a collegiate summer league team uh, in Hampton, Virginia, the Peninsula Pilots, and um, it, it was kind of the, the crossroads of my life where I realized I wasn't going to be a major league baseball player, and I stopped playing early in college and then kind of wanted to focus on this as a career, having worked in it a little bit during high school and, and into early in college, so that, that was kind of the uh, the early kickoff to my career, and it just kind of grew from there. You just knew baseball had to be a part of it wherever you went, right? right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. And Mike Zeman, can you tell us a little bit of your background and how you got to where you're at today? Yeah, I started um, with the Tides in January of 06. I worked for the Iowa Cubs for three seasons. Before that, when I was going to school at Iowa State, I uh, worked maintenance um, in high school. Grew up on a farm in Iowa, so always have enjoyed working with my hands, but knew that I wanted to you know, get a degree and utilize both both aspects of, you know, indoor and outdoor work. Um, loved my time with the iCubs, uh, you know, did some minor repairs on their boards, you know, enjoyed what I was doing there, uh, had a job offer to stay there or come out here and it was a better opportunity out here. So I got out here and was here a month and we got new boards. So uh, I've been here, started as an assistant in the operations department and worked my way up after a year and then, um, was named with Mike an assistant general manager two years ago. So in that time, you know, Mike and I have, you know, split the, the duties on the Dactronic stuff. He handles all the interior stuff, computer side, and I work on all the outdoor aspects of it. Uh, it's a good partnership. And, you know, we seem to maintain and take care of our boards for longer than they should last. So <laughs> we're happy with it. Awesome. So you're the assistant general manager of operations. And I know 
I mean, operation sounds like it can be a huge umbrella of what you're responsible for. Can you kind of give us maybe a high level then of, you know, what all does that entail? We were talking about the scoreboard and things right now, but what else are you, you know, kind of in charge of? I am uh, the head of security. I'm the IT guy. I'm the phone guy. I oversee all the game day staff. I oversee all of the clubhouse people as well as the groundskeepers. So as long as it doesn't entail selling anything, I kind of get Mike takes care of all the, the sales aspect side of things. So, okay. Interesting to hear. And and you said you both were there in 2006 and you said a month later, you got the, the new Dactris display in 2006. Were you involved in, in that process at all? Or was it more like you're coming in and that process was in motion already? Uh, the process was in motion. Um, I was here for the install. So I was the onsite guy for the install. Um, but you know, they'd already been purchased and picked and I was just there to make sure that they were installed correctly and everything was working outside. And, and Mike Zeman, I think you had mentioned too, you had, you had mentioned with other displays that were, we'll just say junk. Um, but so was this kind of your first experience then? I mean, you get there, the new boards are coming in. Was this the first time then that you had worked with Dactronics displays at all? Um, so I worked with the Dactronics aspect of it. It was a fair play board, I believe is what they were called in Des Moines. And they were a local to Des Moines. Um, but I think all the controls were Dactronics. Oh, okay. And high school, you know, setting up the scoreboards and stuff. I, I, I worked with Dactronics stuff before, you know, just small local stuff. But this was the first time, you know, a major board install and, you know, that large of a project. Okay, maybe the the same type of question to Mike Watkins. Is that kind of your first um, experience with Dactronics in 2006, and and how involved with that process were you? Yeah, um, so when I came in in 2006, I was more kind of like a game day employee, and then 2008, I started uh, working with the DAC boards here. Uh, Prior to that, I had worked with the Carolina Mudcats in 2005 in in video and multimedia production. Um, They had DAC equipment, but the boards weren't weren't DAC, and and I'll, I'll echo Zeman's sentiments about how you could tell. Um, and so we, you know, we had a All Sport Five Thousand and some of those uh, kind of regular equipment pieces that I was familiar with, but really kind of dove in here in in '08 uh, into the, the back end of uh, the old Venus Seven Thousands and things of that nature. Awesome, and I'm thinking um, it'll go back to to you, Mike Zeman is. Um, when you came in then, right, and they're putting in the new display, did they have a, a display prior to that? Or kind of what was the jump from going what they had prior to versus this new install? They, they, they had a display um, that was installed in 98 or after 98. We had, we had an all-star game here in 98. So I think it was 99 that it was installed. So it was only eight or nine years old. And I'm not sure. I think it was DAC, but I'm not sure. Okay. So they were, you know, replacing an existing structure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's always interesting just to kind of hear how, how things progress. And, and then you said in 2006, you got the DAC display and then you used that for more than 15 years. And you said you were pretty good at keeping things up. Um, how was it kind of working with that display over the years and, and with Dactronic support? Uh, it was good. It helped uh, halfway through that or three quarters of the way through that. We did upgrade our computer system. And we added some auxiliary boards, uh, both on the first and third baseline, 
and then two outfield message boards were added. So that kind of helped with the, you know, keeping the technology fresh on the inside Mm -hmm. on the boards. The boards were great. Um, We had some issues at the the first or second year because we're on the water. Mm -hmm. Um, We were getting a lot of spottiness. And so that came back out and sealed all of the panels on the backside. Sure. uh, Which you guys do now to all panels. Mm -hmm. So like that has been corrected, but you know, you guys realized there was an issue, you know, stepped up, sent a crew out and they, you know, sealed all the back of those panels, which stopped the issue. Um, And then moving forward, it was just, if something broke, if I couldn't figure out, I got on the phone. I was, I've been very lucky. I've never had to call anybody in um, between myself and talking to someone smarter than me on the phone. Um, (laughs) Okay. We figured out issues and got them fixed. So, you know, it was uh, kind of a curse because our board shouldn't have lasted that long. <laughs> it did. So we had to wait a little bit longer than we wanted to to get new ones. But that uh, kept our ownership happy because we saved money for so many years. But mm-hmm. I was going to say getting ready for the episode today inside it was 15 plus almost 16 years was the, uh, you know, being at Dactronics. I've been at Dactronics for 15 years, but yeah. knowing that how many times our boards get replaced. You know, we usually look around a 10-year lifespan and something like that. But when you say 16, I already knew before you even said, like, you're good with your hands is they got to have some technical people there to be able to help and keep this thing going because it's our service and support definitely help. But when you have people on site with a customer that are very handy, very technical savvy, they can definitely stretch the life of some of these displays. Um, and then I'm thinking back then to you, uh, Mike Watkins, is, you know, from the from the selling side, right? He's saying you're helping selling with the advertising and things. Even what was it like then? I mean, we talked about the display going up in 2006. Then Mike Zeman, you said about adding auxiliary displays. What is that like for you? Just kind of in your mind, is when new displays get added, do you go back out to the existing sponsors and try and sell more ad space, or how do you kind of how do you handle advertising space on the LED boards? Yeah, you know, obviously having the digital landscape to uh, to be able to sell to an advertiser, it, it obviously expands the level of inventory you have, um, and, and, you know, the ability to change their message at a, at a moment's notice. Um, so with our older displays, I, I call them the older ones, the ones we got in 2006, mm-hmm. uh, we still had like fixed tri-vision signs around them and, and some stationary signs. And, and those are quite costly to install. And then, it's very difficult to change them. So, um, you know, in 2006, we obviously had a lot more capabilities with the boards that were put in then. Um, And I guess about halfway through that, we kind of instituted a couple of new pieces of inventory using the video board where we put like a sponsor logo on the batter headshot um, and, you know, the ability to sell with those displays to sell in-game events, you know, things that happen like a stolen base is, is sponsored by, you know, a, a local car dealer or, you know, the caught stealing is sponsored by a local exterminating company, you know, and we're able to play animations or, or what have you on those older displays. Um, that, you know, that was big for us at the time. And then moving into, you know, I might be jumping ahead here, but what we, what we did this past season and upgrading it's a completely digital landscape and, and gives mm-hmm. us the ultimate flexibility and freedom. And, and that's certainly something that has impacted our corporate sponsorship sales 
this past season and, and moving forward. No, that's that's a perfect transition because now we've got the the new installation um, this past season, like you said, and now it's the second largest video board in, in minor league baseball, right? So you've got a lot of real estate to work with. Did that kind of replace some of those other um, signs you were talking about and move everything kind of central or, or what's it like with, with that new space, like you were saying? Yeah, so so all of the, the stationary and the trivision signs are gone and everything is, is the, you know, the second largest board is in our right center field, right field area. And we like to tell people we have the largest combined video board display in minor league baseball because we have one in left field as well. Um, and, you know, on both of those, we replaced all the trivisions and stationary signs with complete DAC board and, and are able to, um, you know, offer different opportunities to sponsors where, you know, if they represent a, a family of brands, they can put up a different logo for each brand in every inning. Um, and obviously on the back end in, in content studio and, and through display studio, we can set up those to just display automatically as, as our operators click the buttons through each inning. Um, and so it makes it a lot easier. It's very seamless. Uh, and, you know, all of our sponsorship feedback from this 2022 season that we just concluded was extremely positive. And we're looking forward to kind of expanding upon that in, in 2023 and beyond. Awesome. And I kind of want to dive into a little bit more of that. But first, I'm thinking, you know, you both mentioned how you started in 2006. Um, the, that's when the board was installed. So I would say it was kind of handed, but it was going on as you arrived um, with the new display system and everything, control system going up this past year. Obviously, you both were probably more involved in this process. I'm just kind of curious. I mean, Mike, you already mentioned that the Trivisions were a pain, you know, switching them out, doing all this stuff. Kind of what was the, I would say, I don't say it's the breaking point, but you got the other ones the last 16 years. Um, maybe, Mike Watkins, we can start with you. What kind of was that point where you're like, all right, now we need to upgrade and we need new displays, and how did that start? I'll be 100% honest with you. Somebody at Dactronics sent out an email that said the Dactronics uh, Venus 7000 computers would no longer be supported <laughs> in 2022. And that got my attention and uh, our, our leadership's attention as well because we'd had several issues with the, the 7000 computers that we had uh, here. And it was specific to, to our situation and setup. Um, which we were able to correct with this new install. So um, we used to have our 7,000 computers right behind the window of our sound operator. So our soundboard is in a, you know, right in front of a window in the press box and he popped that open every, every game and it's 95 or 98 degrees and humid and all that hot air is coming in to those 7,000 computers. And, and uh, that became very problematic over the last mm, five years of, of the life of, of those displays. So, um, not being able to send those in and get them fixed was kind of the breaking point for me because we were a one bad day away of from not having displays. And that's no fault of Dactronics. That's just a fault of, of the situation that we had, you know, in, in our specific setup. So when speaking to that, when we, when we made this upgrade, we completely, uh, we have an entire room in our, our um, scoreboard control room area that's sealed off. And Mike Zeman did a great job of, of making sure that that space is does nothing but house the the rack for all of our new equipment mm -hmm. and it has its own air conditioning control uh and is you know ex exactly what we needed for, and what we should have had previously so we we learned from that and again over 16 years we realized we needed to make that change and, and we were able to do that this year 
I think ownership also got sick and tired of hearing us complain. You know, (laughs) after 10 years, we were pushing for a new board every year. After five or six years of that, I think they finally got sick of us. (laughs) because <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna ask you mike zeman too like he mentioned you know you did a good job of keeping space available for this after keeping a display system going for that long i have to imagine when they said all right we're getting a a new control system new display system you had to have some kind of it's a bucket list item but you had like items that you're like these are must-haves for when we do renovate things yeah it's you know changing a panel here and there it wasn't it wasn't the end of the world the big thing is you know removing that those tri-visions and those fixed signage, you know, alleviates me bringing sign companies out to put the, the fixed signage or myself putting in the tri-visions. So the man hours I'm spending at the busiest time of year, you know, before our season starts to get signage up that now can be a click of a button done where I don't have to touch anything. Mm-hmm. You know, not only does it look better, it, you know, eliminates man hours for me where I can, you know, focus on something else because it's such an easier process. Yeah, that's, that's awesome to hear. And you're talking about just that manual changes and things like that, but how did things change kind of on the, the game day control side? You said you're working with Venus 7,000s and now you're, you're working with show control to, to do everything. How did that process change for you inside the control room? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, we were, we had show control when we got the upgrade in 2013 and we were just at the tip of the iceberg. Um, and I, I will praise, um, Tony cuck and, and a lot of the folks, and I may not have said his name wrong. So I apologize. If I, no, if you I got it. No, you got it. Um, going to the user group, I've been twice and, and that going to, going to Brookings in January is not exactly fun, but I grew up in South <laughs> used to it, but like, the ability to just be there and provide feedback on the system, how it operates, how it impacts us on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, all the way from a, you know, we'd like the animation animated, you know, moving more, more ability to animate things on, on and off the display all the way down to like diacritics for, for players names, which has become a huge thing from, from a major league baseball standpoint, you know, and, and incorporating those into DAC stats and, and all the, you know, the displays themselves, they listen, you know, that for me is the biggest thing. Um, and so having older equipment going to the user group and just seeing all of the upgrades that were being made over, over those 16 years, it, it's exciting to, to know that, you know, they, you guys don't just stop that you're always trying to improve and, and make things better. And, and you actually listen to, the people who are using it day in and day out. And I think that's, you know, something that really separates Dactronics from the competition. So, um, and then getting 8,000 this year and, and being able to have all those bells and whistles and toys that I learned about in those two opportunities, it's, we're, we're, we're not, we're just scratching the surface after having these new displays and, and control system for one year. We, you know, we've got a, a, a team of people now that are, which we never had before um, that are just pretty much focusing on that and how we make it better as we go into 2023. So, and yeah. how we use those features as well. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting. We hear that a lot is sometimes people get something brand new in that first year, they're kind of figuring things out. And then in the next year and the year after they're, yeah. they're implementing new things or they get more and more ideas. So after this first year, do you have more ideas of things you're looking to implement on, on that display and on the multiple uh, things you have going on in the stadium? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, we're every all the way down to like we're changing the the look. So what we what we did in 2022 basically was took the display and made it look like what it used to look like with all the fixed signs, and that was you know kind of a byproduct of how we sold it and, and how we kind of envisioned it initially. But now that we've seen it and had the opportunity to use it for a year or a season, you know, we're, we're re-envisioning how it's going to look. And that just, to me, keeps it fresh, keeps it, you know, interesting for our fans. It's not the same thing every year like it was with our fixed signage and tri-vision signage. So we're, you know, having that ability to kind of re-envision it and, and make the fan experience better in doing so is, is, you know, key for us moving forward. Yep. And I'm kind of going back to even like you talking about learning more from the user groups when you came to, cause I, again, I've been at Dectronics for 15 years now. And when I started, I was in control system marketing and it was right around, you know, Venus 7,000. I eventually moved out to demoing show control when it first got started and things. And it was always, you had uh, bullet points to bring up to people to like help show them the features of it. And it depended on if they already had a Venus 7000 or if they were brand new to Dactronics. Because there's simple things that you could do the Venus 7000, you know, like it was like click and drag or layer things. And it was to people that had a Venus 7000, that was amazing. But if you didn't have the time, it was like, well, yeah, you couldn't just do that before. So I always remember kind of <laughs> like that transition then. Um, could you, I know you talked about the user group. So, and now that you have these new toys, so maybe you'll, you'll end up coming back and, and now you're the master and you're going to start teaching people how to, how to use these things. But um, maybe just talk a little bit about that group and what it's like, because you come back and it's, I don't say everyone's on the same team, but you got a lot of people from different teams coming back and they're not afraid to share ideas to help each other improve their game day experiences. Could you talk maybe a little bit about that? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, the first time that I was able to come out, I want to say it was 2014 um, and we had just gotten the the upgrade in 2013 so it, it was exciting for me i came back with kind of the playbook and i was trying to do um pretty much as much as we could with the the 7000s and at a certain point we pushed those almost kind of to the brink like we were you know rtding headshots and using multiple looks and different layouts and um it it was a lot of fun uh, to, to be there and surrounded with like-minded people and, you know, gain knowledge from them, uh, from the, the people from other teams, as well as the folks at Dactronics and, you know, the, the trainers and um, app engineers and everybody that was there to just, you know, see them and their wealth of knowledge and, and to walk into a room full of show controls was kind of overwhelming, but <laughs> at the same time, really exciting to, to be able to, you know, learn more. And uh, it's a, it's a, quick two day, two and a half days. And, um, but you know, a ton of fun and, and, uh, opportunity to kind of take best practices from everybody as you know, that's, that's using the same equipment or mostly the same equipment you have and be able to come back and implement those here in, in your own market. And obviously, you know, there's more major league teams probably in attendance at that, at the two that I've been in, uh, too, but mm-hmm. also some of the other minor league clubs and to, to kind of see, the clubs that are standing out and and making you know positive improvements and and really kind of monumental strides um i think the second time i was there was the frisco rough riders um and i forget the guy's name but he was kind of instrumental in their their outfield wall display that they had and like they had essentially a virtual quote-unquote virtual race with Mm -hmm. a fan content on the video board and i i was like 
I would never have even thought of that. And well, one, because I don't have a display in the wall, but two, like good for that guy, you know, to, to kind of pioneer that and, and coming from a double A club. And, um, you know, it's just cool to, to talk to those people. Also, I think one of my favorite aspects to the user group is taking a, a tour of your guys' facility um, and, and just to, to see the production line and everything that goes into it, the R and D facility, um, you know, as we, as I was, I felt more comfortable having seen the R and D facility after we got our new displays this year. And the first practice our team had um, the day we turned our display on was the team's first practice. And they're all uh, out there trying to hit homers off of it. <laughs> and I, I felt a lot better knowing that you guys have tested a lot of that. And, and, you know, the, the product is going to hold up even through a uh, hundred, 109 mile an hour, you know, ball hitting it. So um, yeah, it, it, great experiences. I look forward to coming back and, and bringing some of our new people who haven't had the opportunity to do that yet. And uh, just continuing to learn more as you guys continue to advance the technology. Awesome. And yeah, that's one of the things I, I realized when I first started at DAC, it was an NFL user group or something. And I remember coming in and being like, oh no, there's like that team is a rival with that team over there. How is yeah. this going to go? Because I come in as a sports fan, I think it's going to be hostile like fans are. And it's everyone's there to, to get along, you know, help each other improve and things like that. Um, you mentioned, you know, kind of maybe bringing more people back and I'm not sure, uh, Mike Watkins or Zeman, if this is for you, but I, could you give us maybe an overview of your control room? Like how many, how many operators and like, what's the size of your crew? Um, so we've got, uh, we still operate our, our scoreboard with the all sport 5,000. And then, um, we have an all sport 5,000 pitch clock operator. Um, which I think everybody at this point has. Uh, and then we have an operator for uh, the DSTI, the DAC stats program. And uh, so we can have the, the most up-to-date stats through our requested stats. And then uh, we have a workstation that, uh, KVM workstation that allows us to access the show control primary, uh, which allows myself or our video uh, coordinator to make updates during the game for sponsored items. Uh, we cut highlights and, and, you know, do the, the play of the game uh, brought to you by a particular sponsor. And he's able to, you know, kind of load those things in. And then um, our show control one is operated uh, by one of our kind of, it's in a position next to all of our cameras so that the, director for the production is sitting right next to uh the show control operator who is triggering when headshots go on the board when we go live on the board also uh controlling our in-house feed and the uh we have an 8000 player that specifically does um our lower thirds our score bug for our in-house and our milb.tv feed which is um another major requirement that mm -hmm. that we've been quite a while and, and kind of re-implemented with our new display this our new upgrade this year um because major league baseball is is now taking a lot of those broadcasts and might be you know doing some things regionally on tv and and so forth and having those uh score bugs and animated you know animating things on and off the screen like lower thirds and basically creating a, a what a production truck would typically have done using one computer and in the same button in show control that puts up a headshot and then they, those two people, the director and the operator just coordinate the timing. Um, and, and it kind of eliminates a whole production truck worth of people. 
So it's another a great plus to to have with you guys. Nice, nice. Sounds like you've got everything locked down the way you, the way you need it. And yeah. Of course, like since 2006, you've been able to, to kind of iron out some kinks and figure out what you need and what you've got going on there. Um, and and you've got a lot of experience with that. If either of you could jump in on this one, I guess. But would you have any advice to to anybody else, uh, minor league teams, or any other listeners that are looking to improve their game day? You know, I I think just first off, just using you guys and the level of support that you provide both, you know, on, on the, the kind of the operation, the technical computer side of things, but, you know, and then physically when, when something, you know, inevitably because of the elements or, or what have you goes, goes wrong with the display, you guys are there to, to support us, you know, hundred percent all the time. And, and that goes a long way, you know, and, and just being able to talk to your app engineer about, you know, Hey, I have this idea. How do I do this? You know, his other, have other teams done it. And, you know, the, the fact that your app engineers work across the sports landscape and, and other landscapes as well, you know, having experience, like I, I want to sell something to a sponsor and it's, you know, whatever the example is like, Oh, I've never seen a baseball team do that, but I've seen, you know, this NHL team or this football mm -hmm. team, you know, do that. And, just the wealth of knowledge that that you you know your employees have is is absolutely critical. I love Eric Eaton's our app engineer, uh, and Adam Garrido. Before that, they're they're two of my you know I feel like they're good friends. Uh, sometimes they hate that I have their cell phone number, but uh, <laughs> you know it, they're they're great people, and and you guys obviously you know invest in that and and have great tech support as well. And you know that I think for us is the biggest part of, of working with you guys and just having that level of support so that, you know, when we're crazy and, and busy on a game day and something goes wrong, we know it's going to get fixed before the game time. So awesome. How, how about you Mike? Do you have anything to add? Um, my biggest takeaway from dealing with Dactronics is everybody's willing to help. Um, you know, Charlie, who is our salesman, mm -hmm. you know, went above and beyond this whole process um, coming out, you know, speaking to our owner and going over, you know, different aspects of it, meeting with us, you know, beforehand, before we signed it. And then, you know, with COVID and all the, the delays on everything, you know, being straightforward with us and keeping us in the loop because, you know, steel was delayed and components were delayed, and, you know, working with us to making sure that, you know, even if it was three days before our season, we would have a board. And, you know, we pushed the install of our left field board because of some delays on stuff that was out of you guys' hands, but, you know, working with us and the installers and, you know, making sure it was still done correctly, even, you know, in season, it just, it just shows that it's not just a sale. You guys are, you guys are there to help us to get it in, to maintain it, to fix it, whatever needs to be done. And somebody at Charlie's level willing to come out during install and help with install and answer questions and, call and check in and make sure things are right, you know, it goes a long ways. Yeah, that's awesome. You all mentioned like Charlie and Eric Edens and yeah. Adam, they're like very common names around Dactronics for how, how helpful and great they are. And that's, I mean, you mentioned it's not just a sale, but I can't help thinking while the both of you were talking, and this is fine, no one mentioned like how nice the board looks. It's all about the support, the people, the help. Like I know the board looks nice, but it's it's kind of cool to hear that aspect. Like you said, it's not just a sale and we try to tell people too, it's not just a big TV you're putting up, right? It's not, yeah. you're going in, buying something, throwing it up, and then that's all you're doing. Like, there's so much more to it and going around. And I think you both kind of hit on that. And it was great to hear. Well, it's, you know, it looks nice 
when baseball players give you compliments and we got more, oh, geez, that new board looks good. Wow, that thing's, you know, looks nice. When did you guys install asking questions about it and, you know, complimenting it? And it takes a lot for a baseball player to say anything looks good. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they were trying to hit it and knock it out with some baseballs. <laughs> that looks good. Let me hit a home run off that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me see how durable that thing is. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, that's great to hear. Um, Mike and Mike, we, we really do want to thank you both for joining us and sharing all about um, what you guys have experienced with the Norfolk Tides over your over your years that you've been there and, and how you've gotten along with the, the old system and the new system. It was great to hear from you today, and thank you for taking the time to talk with us. No problem. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 